your kid's not good at everything, don't try to brag to your friends like they are like they're good at everything. I didn't mind telling my friends, oh, you know, my kids are good at, you know, she's good at this, but she is not good at that. And he's good at, and I didn't mind letting my friends know. And, and in such a way that if you're good at something and you could help my child, if you're my friend, you can support my child at developing those skills. Because mm. maybe I don't even have the skills myself yeah. to help my child develop them. That's where we have a community, a village that can help each other, whether our kids are grown adults or whether our kids are little toddlers. Regina Ziegler is a mom of three beautiful, successful, and now adult children. Enjoy this episode where Regina reflects on her personal lessons, learnings, and experiences at the start of her motherhood journey and in her current stage of motherhood. Regina Ziegler, welcome to Diary of Moms, Interviews and Stories. Thank you, Christian. It's good to be here. Regina Ziegler is AKA my godmom, and I've been looking forward to speaking with you on this episode. You are a mother of three, successful, now adult children, beautiful children, and you're still such an active woman and mom to this day. Um, I have learned myself personally so much from you, and I continue to learn so much from you about womanhood, life, all the above. So I'm excited that you're here to just share and talk. (laughs) Again, thank you. I'm always happy to share with other women, mothers, people, because I think it's important for us to uh, dialogue together, to learn from each other and gather insight from each other. So thank you. Absolutely. And You have three kids. When did you know that you're ready to have kids and what prepared you at that time? Okay, so um, I didn't know that I was ready to have kids. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to try to flower that up a little bit. But um, I did not necessarily know. We said that there was a year we were going to start working on having kids. And uh, we didn't get to that year before before we got pregnant. So um, a few months before we thought that we would uh, uh, thought that we would uh, be able to get pregnant, we were pregnant and there we were, ready to be parents. So I always tell people that you don't really um, you do your best to prepare yourself to have children, but once you're in a committed relationship, at any point, be ready to become a parent. <laughs> and I real. And I really mean that, you know. So if you're not ready to become a parent with that person, then you should not be, we were married, of course, but you should not be, you know, doing the things that can make you become a parent because mm-hmm. it can happen at any point. And so, again, we just got ready to become parents because it happened. Wow. And so each time, each pregnancy, was it like... Well, you know, our first child, again, uh, she, she came along about nine months before we planned on having a child. And my second child was completely planned. So that was nice. Um, and even with that, it's always still a shocker, like all the <laughs> yeah. things that you go through um, in pregnancy and when you have a child. And then our third one, as you know, Christian, was a complete surprise to me. Uh, I thought we were finished with two. 
and found out we were having the third child. Uh, my youngest was four, then I had a six-year-old at the time. I'd given away all the baby things. I was moving out of the baby stage, Ooh, then yes. I went to the next phase of my life. And next thing I know, I'm pregnant. So I just cried for days or weeks every place I went, <laughs> at church, in the store, at you know, wherever I was, I'm like, I can't be pregnant, but I was. Is there something that you've always wanted to do, but haven't did it yet? And if so, why didn't you? Um, that's an interesting question. I'm going to say there's not something that I always wanted to do that I didn't. Because um, I learned that in life, there's a time for every purpose. So maybe at the time, at, at a certain time in my life, I thought I wanted to do something that I didn't get to do. But um, again, now I'm 62, so as I've, as I've progressed through life, I've been able to do some of those things. Um, so I just couldn't do everything that I thought I wanted to do at the time that I thought of it, or at the time that I thought it would be um, a good application into my life. But I got to do them at different times. And I still have a lot of other things that I like to do, and I'm looking forward to them. And I have my, um, you know, vision board in my head, so to speak, or in my journal, written down of some things that I still do want to accomplish. Well, I think that's beautiful because I think even as women, sometimes there's that pressure that you have to do everything or meet every expectation. But to your point, maybe it's not always the season and things happen at the appropriate season and time for you. So it doesn't mean you can never check it off the list, or maybe it wasn't intended to be checked off the list to begin with. Sometimes. Well, that's very good that you said that. First of all, I want to I want to stop and say I apologize if I'm using my teacher voice. <laughs> I, know, I know I have a teacher voice, and I project my voice out there. So I know podcasts, when I listen to them, are usually very calm. and, and But I have that voice that keeps my students attention but having said that um let me say that uh yes there as i said there's a time for every purpose and i think that sometimes we put undue pressure on ourselves when we think that we can be everything or all that we have thought of all at one time um i read um proverbs 31 uh and if, if you know proverbs 31 it talks about her you know um uh planting a field and uh, her um, uh, handling fabric and wardrobe and her being a good wife to her husband and all these other things and being a good mother. And what I realized is that I didn't necessarily need to do all of that at one point in my life. Mm. That the virtuous woman, Proverbs 31, um, was the woman that could do each of those things at the right, the right phase of her life. So I think that we put pressure on ourselves to try to do everything um, all at one time or all in a short phase of time, a period of time, when we should be thinking about our life as a, as a journey, that mm. we want to you know, be at certain places as we walk along the journey. That way we can enjoy it without um, stressing ourselves out. Oh, yeah, I was just thinking that because that creates stress and anxiety and just un unwanted unnecessary pressure exactly that is so real exactly and there's only so many let's let's be real there's only so many hours in a day so mm. even if we know that we can be good at a lot of things you have to think what things am i going to be good at today Pace or yourself. this week or this month and what things am i going to 
you know, put off and then be good at those things at next year or the next decade or, or at another time in life. Ooh, that's, that's for real. That's for real, for real. <laughs> Amen. And growing up, what did you think you wanted to do for a living? Uh, growing up, now you have to remember, again, I'm 62, so I grew up, um, I was a kid in the, in the 60s and a teenager in the 70s and so forth, but I wanted to be a, um, a news anchor. Back then, I have to uh, reflect, there were no black news anchors, mm -hmm. not black men or women. Uh, and so when I told my college, uh, my high school teach, uh, counselor that I wanted to be a news anchor, that's what's, what she told me. She says, well, have you ever seen a black news anchor Wow, before? really? And that wasn't even considered a mean thing for her to tell you at the time. It was like a realistic thing. Have you ever seen a, a black news anchor before? And I thought, no. And so, um, so I kind of thought about that, and I learned this in life. I learned that um, you can have a goal, um, and um, but you can also have um, tangents to your goal. Mm -hmm. So I went on, and when I went to college, initially I I studied something more practical, which that my counselor recommended to me. I don't think that was a good idea at all. I studied mm -hmm. business. Um, I wasn't good at business, but I studied it. I passed some of the classes. <laughs> I did meet my husband because he helped me to tutor me through some business classes. Um, but I went on uh, and transferred my uh, major later on and got a, and did get my major in journalism. And I was very glad that I did that. But I wanted to say this, that while I thought I wanted to be a black news anchor, what I really ended up really wanting to do was to be a communicator. So mm. I learned to, I went to, um, I, I worked in public relations for a while and um, learned how to write speeches and put things together in such a way that other people could communicate well. And that was very fulfilling for me, probably more fulfilling than it would have been to be in front of a, a um, TV or a screen and have someone else feed the words to me. Because mm -hmm. what I really wanted to do was to develop the words myself. So, what, so I say that to say that, you can think you know what you want to do, but you have to develop yourself in such a way that you're not pinned into a box, but that you have various tangents coming out of the box. That if you if you wanted to go in one way, you can. If you decide to go in another way, if your life life leads you in another way, you can, and still be intentional about what you do. Absolutely. And what was it like being a working mom at the time as a new mom and what is it like being a working mom now in this season for you? Okay, so um, I'm going to think, do you mean working mom? Do you mean working outside the home or do you mean working in the Outside. Outside of the home. Yes. Okay. But we could talk about inside too. Okay, because that's real work. Because that's work, work too. That so, work. yes. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so I was not a working mom outside of the home. Um, I worked up until my, uh, my, uh, my, with my first child, with my, First pregnancy up until about a month before the baby was born, and then I stopped. So I did not work, um, you know, when my child was born. Now, having said that, we had a lot of opportunities to think about how that income could benefit our family. So we often would go back and reassess. You know, if you if you made if you were working again, we could we'd be able to do this or be able to afford this. Uh, but my husband and I made a commitment before we even got married that if I didn't feel that I wanted to work when I had kids, I didn't have to work. Having said that, I can see how it would be. I, I could have been successful being a working mom and made it work 
and I have nothing but kudos for mothers who work outside the home. It's just that um, by the time my child came along, my first child came along, um, I found some ways to do some things that I wanted to do without having to go to a job. Mm. And, and again, back to what I said, I, I learned how to do some writing for some people and do some uh, news articles for people and make some press releases so I could do some of that, still feel fulfilled, wasn't making nearly as much money, but could make a little bit of money here and there. Yes. And uh, still feel like I was contributing uh, uh, to my personal well-being in a way that I could do what I wanted to do and um, still be a mom and a wife and all that at the same time. I know that you transitioned into education when the kids were a little older. How old How old were they when you made that transition? Because okay. you were doing homeschooling for a little bit, right? And then... So this was all by accident. So back, back to what I said. So I, I want to say this. Um, and again, you can all have you know, your own, whatever works for you. I always thought it was important to um, get a bachelor's degree, to have an education. And, and again, I grew up, um, a, again, a, ki a kid in the 60s, a teenager in the 70s. I grew up in a time where um, it, it was easy. In some ways, it's easy now. I just don't know that we recognize it the same way. It was easy for people to undervalue you if you were a black woman or a black person and uh, you didn't have certain credentials walking in the door. So I knew that even if I wanted to do something that didn't require me to have those credentials to be able to do it, I didn't want anybody to, body to undervalue me in that way. So I wanted to be able to walk in the door and say, here, I got this piece of paper, bam. Um, having said that, um, I ended up getting, not finishing my bachelor's degree. I started it when I went out of college, but I didn't really finish it until I was pregnant with my third child. Oh, third. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I had like a, a little eight-year span there or so, or so to speak, maybe 10-year wow. span, where I had just a few units to go, but I hadn't finished them, and so I thought I wanted to finish them. Now, I'm going to back up a wow. little bit and say this. And again, it's not, this is, I don't share this information because it's about me. I share this because I think it's about some principles that mm -hmm. we need to put in place. First of all, uh, do whatever you need to do so that whenever you approach something that you want, people don't have an excuse to undervalue you. Whether that means get a bachelor's degree, I think that's really important for me. And I, and I felt like for my kids, you know, I have a daughter that's a hairstylist. Mm -hmm. I insisted, please get your bachelor's degree first. And she did. And at different points along her life, uh, she was able to use that to, you know, to do different jobs and find out that uh, she didn't like the, necessarily the jobs, but she was glad she had that degree because people didn't, uh, again, underestimate her. Um, so um, I got, again, a bachelor's degree when I was in my... Um, pregnant with my third child, but um, uh, I, I, I fell into teaching rather oddly. When my, um, right after my third child was born, and he, he was about a year old, um, I had, again, three kids by then. I had my two daughters in elementary school, and then my third child, my mother was going to watch him while I went back to work in public relations. But I had been volunteering in my in my my girl's school. So um, my mother was going to watch my son, and they'd asked me to um, uh, 
you know, take this position. And it worked out well for us because um, I realized when I volunteered some more that I really did like being in the classroom. I liked that the schedule worked with my with my my kids' schedule. You know, when they went to school, I went to school. When they got off, I, pretty much I got off. Summers were off. So I, that ended up being a good match for us. And um, also, as I mentioned before, I like communicating. So uh, teaching is a great field to communicate <laughs> in. Um, and it's probably one of the reasons I took my public relations uh, experience with me into the classroom. And it's probably one of the reasons that I've been able to get along well with most students and parents and administrators and things of that nature, and um, and make it more than just about teaching, but make it about relationships. Mm, okay. And what is motherhood like for you now with adult kids? Okay. <laughs> so motherhood with adult kids. First, I want to say this. I want to say that we are mothers or parents. I want to say parents. When you're a parent, you're a parent for life. Some people sometimes think, oh, I'm going to raise them till they're 18 years old or till they're out of high school or maybe even out of college, and then I don't have to parent anymore. But psychologically, it doesn't work like that. You were Once you conceive a child and you know you have a child, you become a parent right there. Now, there are different phases of parenting. And so, again, I enjoy being in the... Um, I've, I've enjoyed every phase of parenting, but I enjoy being in the adult phase of parenting, of, a, of parenting adults. Because I felt like I did a pretty thorough job when my kids were young, helping them to become um, not just responsible and smart and all those things that you think you need to do to become a successful adult, but helping them to become, here's an important word, resilient. Mm. I think one of the most important things we can give our, 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 our children is resiliency. The ability to be in a situation and know how to work your way through that situation or to be in a situation where you've fallen and know how to get yourself up and keep it moving. So I think as parents of young children, if we do a good job of that, then when they become adults, you can release them to be responsible adults while still being a parent, supporting them, guiding them, uh, not guiding them, but supporting them, giving them consultation when they ask, uh, that kind of thing. But you don't have to um, work as hard or work in the same way when they are adults as you did when they were young. Hmm. <laughs> so can I say something? Because when you, <laughs> when you said parenting, like once you become a parent, it does not stop at 18. I'm 30 something years old and I still need, my parents are actively to this day helping me navigate with our family moving from the east to the west coast. Do you think that's so real? Because even though within this season, I, I'm i trying to be mindful of my parents, they have their own life, their own routine right now. And although I'm grateful that we've been able to kind of share space with them and have their support in this season, it's like their job, they're still helping. They're still parenting in a sense to this day. So... Now, can I, can I yes. get something in here then? <laughs> well, I had a similar experience, as you know. Um, uh, when my, about after my first child was born, our first child was born, uh, we decided to move back from Oregon to, back to Los Angeles. 
my husband wanted to be close to his to his family when when his kids were when he was raising the kids and so we made the move um and we ended up you know living in los angeles is a lot more expensive than living in oregon so yes. we ended up staying with my uh in-laws i'm gonna call them in-laws but they were you know family we're just one big family for about nine months while we saved up to buy a house was it work yeah it was work for me yes. it was work for for all of us um you know so it was it, it's always difficult but i want to say i want to say this um Again, this is about principles. Again, if you raise your children to be responsible adults, you don't have to hold on to them when they're when when they are adults. So I like that my husband's parents, um, even though we live with them, they gave us a lot of uh, freedom in the household to um, to run our family the way we wanted to run it. Mm -hmm. And I and I also wanted to say this um, principle. I think is that whether your children are adults or whether they're two years old or 10 years old or 15 years old, um, at age, in age-appropriate ways, we need to give them opportunities to fail. And I know that sounds, um, you know, like you're not being a good parent when you allow that, but you need to give them opportunities to fail, especially when they're children and they're uh, younger because to allow them to learn to be resilient and to not be successful at everything, but to learn how to maneuver themselves through think through different situations is a very, very life, important life skill. Probably one of the most important life skills anyone ever has. So sometimes, um, for instance, I'm gonna reflect it back as a teacher. Sometimes I get a student and uh, they think that they can read great, spell great, uh, you know, they run fast, they've gotten along with everybody, and then they get one, uh, you know, paperback and they have a B on it, and now they're crushed. And their parents are really upset because they've gotten a B on a paper. And I tell them, you know what, that's good. That's good because guess what? They are learning that we are all human, and that we can be great at many, many things, but we can also be great at learning how to um, how to maneuver through situations. Mm. I think that is such an important skill. And I, the reason I put that here when we are talking about having lived with my parents and being an adult, because um, I lived with my husband's parents as an adult, we, the two of us and, my, and our first child living with them, it's because Again, we wanted to save up money to buy a house. And we had a, in our heads a certain kind of house we wanted to buy. It wasn't going to be really fancy, but again, living in Los Angeles can be very expensive. So um, we kind of thought, well, we can just stay here until we get that money saved up. But then we started thinking to ourselves, you know what, let's figure out how to make this work. I know that you've been used to, we've been used to a certain kind of lifestyle, each of us but let's figure out how we can make this work. And we figured out some resilient ways to brainstorm, put that stuff together mm. in order to make that work for our family at the time. And I think if, if we hadn't learned as a child, as children, how to work through complex situations and, and um, uh, maneuver through them, then we wouldn't have had those skills as adults. So I wanted to, wanted to just remind parents, 
to yeah you know if your kid's not good at everything don't try to brag to your friends like they are like they're good at everything I didn't mind telling my friends oh you know my kids are good at you know she's good at this but she is not good at that and he's good at that. and I didn't mind letting my friends know and, and in such a way that if you're good at something and you could help my child if you're my friend you can support my child at developing those skills because maybe mm. I don't even have the skills myself yeah. to help my child develop them. That's where we have a community, a village that can help each other, whether our kids are grown adults or whether our kids are little toddlers. Um, we can let them be good at what they're good at, but yet and still we can all come in there and support them, being aware that they're not going to be excellent at everything, but they're going to learn how to, how to succeed in spite of it. Ooh. Thank you for sharing that perspective because I'm just getting started. <laughs> I am just getting started, but that is such a powerful lesson to, I feel like, constantly keep in mind as a parent throughout every stage and phase. Like, even with my son only being two, the way that I apply that, <laughs> that is maybe allowing him to put his jacket on a certain way exactly. or his pants are on backwards, but he put on his pants and he's fine. And we're taking a family walk. So, um, that's so I, I really need to like write that down because I think that's something that could definitely be applied at any stage. And especially in this day and age where there is the quote unquote super mom title and mm -hmm. we could do it all. It, it's like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's okay. Our children don't have to be perfect. We don't have to be perfect. We don't have to model our kids to perfection. We just have to model them to their own unique selves exactly, and support them within their own journey. So thank you so much for sharing that. And then, uh, then again, as I mentioned, have a community to support them. Yes, absolutely. But just let that, the, the community supports them. They can't do things for them. They can support them. Yes. And I can only do so much as a parent exactly. and as a mom because I won't be everywhere at every time. And so absolutely. Um, what is the best mom advice shared with you? Mm, best mom advice shared with me. Well, it might, it might be just what you've talked about a moment ago that uh, we don't have to be perfect. Um, and I think that moms don't need to be perfect. Um, I don't think people need to be perfect, but I do think people need to strive for perfection at the same time. But again, not strive for perfection in everything. Yeah. Strive for to be really good at what you're going to focus on at this point in your life. And then maybe at another point in your life, you can strive to be, to, you know, to uh, develop another skill at another point of your life. So um, again, um, give yourself room for flexibility and yet still at the same time, get that balance where you, where you strive to be, to be balanced. Mm, okay. And I, I so enjoyed this conversation on, on record for the podcast, because we do have conversations, of course, but never in this type of setting. So thank you so much for just chatting and sharing and being so candid. Thank you, Christian. I really appreciate you thinking enough of me to, to let me share on your podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. 
Also follow Diary of Moms blog on Instagram and join Diary of Moms blog's Facebook group.